Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, Phil, you're a pretty big fantasy guy, right? One might call me a fantasy nerd. And uh, I know you're a big-time gambler, huh? I, some would say I'm a gambling loser, in <laughs> fact. And that's because I'm betting lines and things of that nature. Well, I think there's something that is the best of both worlds for us. And Hash Sports has managed to partner up with them, and so we wanted to tell our listeners about it. Thrive Fantasy. That's right. Thrive Fantasy has teamed up with Hash Sports to create a daily fantasy sports app and website that you can play prop bets as well as lines for individual athletes rather than betting on performances in a full. It's a unique unique take on fantasy and gambling to where you get the best of both worlds. I couldn't agree more, more, mainly because the best of both worlds includes winning and at the same time also getting some fantasy stats. So we won't dive in the details, but what we will tell you is to go over to hashsports.com. You'll see the Thrive Fantasy ribbon everywhere. We have partnered with them. We love them. We back the product. Click the link, go through there, sign up. And when you sign up, you get a bonus. I think it's up to a couple bucks on it. I think they'll match your first 10? Yeah, 10 or 20 bucks, something like that. You get a a kickback from them if you go through the website. And then you're, you're well in line to make more money because, like you said, best of both worlds. Check it out. You won't be disappointed. And there's also an app. You can get so you can be on it at all times and make uh, prop bets whenever you feel like it. On the fly, and you can pay and deposit it on the fly as well. They've partnered with PayPal, so it's not one of those risque situations like when we go abroad or waiting on a check from Costa Rica. <laughs> that you'll get it deposited in your account, and they can take it out just as easily just when you get started. So go over to hashsports.com, check that out, and don't forget to uh, join the Fantasy app, and let's play Thrive Fantasy all season long. Cheers. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another rendition, week two, season two, episode two, College Corner. Whoa. Yeah. That's what we're going to call it. We don't really know that. The shit fluctuates on a weekly basis. <laughs> but as you heard to my uh, left, we got this week uh, instead of my right is Phil. How are you, Phil Bear? I'm doing wonderful. Excited uh, about fish? Oh, you bet your ass. Leaving so, on Thursday, festing it up, got an RV. Uh, it's going to be a blast. Just a little overwhelmed uh, prepping for it, but you know what? It'll all work out, 
and I'm probably gonna have too much fun and maybe dead for next episode. That is, that's totally understandable if that <laughs> happens. Um, hopefully, physically here, just mentally uh, incapacitated. Yeah. Yep. But at the same time, you know, with your trek going across the country to New York, that'll give you ample time to not only catch up on all of uh, Ellen knows this week's episodes, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday being Pro Day, and then of course we have um, all the stuff present. We're presented by Hash Sports, and we have a slew of uh, good quality content out there. High fade last night. We're going to talk a little Tiger today on College Corner. It how doesn't could we matter. Not? I mean, how can you not? <laughs> um, but those guys over there, they not only they have huge guests coming up, but they are literally dropping the hammer on some quality content. Matty Marks, Ball Marks, known on the website, he won free tickets to the Waste Management this weekend. So tune in to hear about how he did that. As I mean, he also has Tiger's Ball from earlier this yeah, season. Yeah, he's done well. And then we got Ryder Cup coming up around the corner and tiger shirts and merch galore so go over to hash sports but phil when you're on the road don't forget to go catch all those other uh all the content we're pumping over there at hash i will i will uh, and believe it or not this might sound a little weird i actually listen to our own episodes Do you? <laughs> I, I find my voice to be a little weird and so i've kind of uh i listen to it maybe early just on just to critique it. myself there you go even, though I, we could... even though I still suck and even the, pro, the <laughs> even the all the pros do it. Tom Brady, he watches game film. <laughs> so you're in the same boat. But you know, speaking of Tom Brady, we have a big docket for this evening, the goat-sized docket. We'll start with Tiger, but then we'll go into the Big 10 breakdown because Yeah, lots of turmoil in the Big 10 and they're haven't had the best luck for them uh, as of late. To be honest, you can't think of a worse conference. Top to bottom, if you go to Penetration State up to Molestation State and uh, East Lansing, the, it's left and right uh, yeah. rampant. And then we have other issues going on with now Maryland, who is somewhat, I guess, a Big Ten team. Yeah, it's still, I mean, I bet even an avid college fan may not know that Maryland's in the Big Ten. Yeah, I think if you're not a big basketball fan, and you know we do enjoy our our college basketball, and so that's one reason we would usually remember that because I could easily forget the football program even existed. Right. But sadly enough, we are uh, we're not one to harp on negative news, but they're out there fucking killing their own kids. Yeah, I was um, listening to some stories about how this guy uh, coaches, not coaches, you know, conditions these guys, and it sounds just. Sounds like the guy should be in jail. I mean, I wonder about that because I feel like to get the best out of your athletes, you often have to push them across the what they think is their threshold. And these strength and conditioning coaches, you see some of these guys like the one at Bama and Oregon. Yeah. These guys <laughs> look like that's exact. They look like Marine sergeants. Well, they. I mean, they more or less are. Yeah, but they They're actually, as a matter of fact, we shouldn't give them that credit. Shout out to the Marines. They obviously the school, are the real men in this situation. But the strength coach at Alabama was actually a member of my fraternity at LSU. Yeah, he's an LSU kid. Cochran. And we had. Uh, Can you not get him on the pod? It, he, he was like three, four years ahead of me. I, he doesn't even know who I am. <laughs> Fuck uh, that guy, right? <laughs> yeah, and he's a fucking traitor. But uh, we have an exercise. We had an exercise as during pledges that was named after him, and uh, it was not fun. Yeah. So he <laughs> sounds like he. The first C of the day is reserved for the strength and conditioning coach, not only at Bama but at Maryland. Those two guys are cunts. Yeah. So there's the first C of the day, and hopefully we won't have to throw a bunch out. But our 
You hear that cracking of the noise? That means it's time to get this party started. <laughs> Phil, let's dive into the most relevant topic, and we may be a little late dropping this on Wednesday, but Tiger motherfucking Woods. Man, oh man. I think the world stopped for uh, a few minutes when he... Uh... So back-to-back majors, he's been in contention. At times, either had the lead or been within a stroke, but he, had, he shot his best round ever on that Sunday which is fat, great news. Um, he came from behind. I think he was having fun because even when he like he had a couple blunderous shots, he would look over to Mac, what is it, McAvey or whatever his name is, his buddy that's the caddy, and he would kind of just smile. Instead of just being like super angry, he was just like, it happens. You know, like he couldn't catch a break with the fucking driver, but he's always been a guy yeah. that hasn't hit a driver well, but his putting has saved him. And it seemed like he was... Maybe one or two of those like lip outs for pars, the one that didn't rotate for birdie. He was this close to shooting a 60 fucking one. And I mean, it's always shoulda, woulda, coulda. But if he doesn't start off with double bogey, double bogey on Thursday, Thursday. it's obviously a different ballgame. But I mean, that's golf, so can't harp on that, can't look back on that. It uh, It was an amazing performance. And I don't know. I'm I'm not going to – I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say if he's back, 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 or what. But he's going to win a tournament. He's going to win a tournament for sure. So do you think So do you think that he wins that major in 2019, or do you think that we're looking at a long-term stable success opportunity here? I mean, it's got to be sooner than later because he's not getting any younger. But – I just don't know. I'd like to see him win a tournament before I clearly got, you know, he's he's not back to old Tiger, but he's back to being a great golfer. I agree. And I don't think there's going to ever be something that is even comparable to old Tiger. You know, like that what he that dominancy, I think he was averaging like a win every 33 starts at some point or another when he was in the pros like before Elon went and fucked everything up. But <laughs> I can't say that with a straight face. <laughs> but even if he did he, all right, say he did get back to like old Tiger. I still don't think it would be old Tiger because how much quality uh how many quality players there are out there. I don't think he had quite the competition, the amount of good players that there are right now, all the young guns, you know. Who, you know, David Duvall was one of his competitors. Uh, Vijay Singh, like, none of them are Spieth, McElroy, Day, uh, just, uh, JT, Dustin. I can understand that. So you're saying that the competition that he's playing with now is obviously higher than the competition he was playing with early on. And I feel like every generation we seem to say that. Like, and I don't mean that I am old and in the, you know, my third generation of golfers. But if you think about it, even like when Phil was coming up, Tiger Phil, was, of course. Sorry. You know, yeah. But Phil was like, a, what, a 92 U.S. Amateur winner and then Tiger wins at 97. So where do we draw the line in a generation? Because like... There are guys like a Zach Johnson who is now a two-time major winner. You know, like he's he's had a successful career. Adam Scott was a successful player. Obviously, has only got one major. I don't know how. I mean, DJ's only got the one major. You know, Ricky doesn't have one. Um, Rory is going to get the career Grand Slam eventually. His putter's just fucking whack. But like, yeah, I don't think Tiger's. I mean, epitome like Tiger 2004 would fuck the shit out of this tour. 
I Tiger disagree. 2001 would stick it in the ass like he did <laughs> all those fucking Perkins waitresses. I'm telling you for a fact, I think that Tiger wasn't, I feel every generation says this about their players, like Luke Donald and Sergio and those, those uh, Euros that we played with in those early Ryder Cups, we were getting dominated because those were great golfers. Lee Westwood in his early years, obviously there's not a lot of majors between those gentlemen, but they were hella contenders. You know, like those are good golfers, and there's still guys out there that are oh, not. Lee Westwood, I felt like, was in contention for every major for like five years straight. I think that was like 14 years, <laughs> it's, and he never got one. No, and uh, no. I didn't really like him. I didn't mind him, but he was kind of in that boat with Sergio. Like, if he doesn't get one, it kind of makes it fun to watch him not get the next one either. Right. Which has now changed. <laughs> and then he's missed every cut since. Yeah, I mean, I think what – and we'll – we're really talking goat here, but we'll dive off to Sergio for a second. I think after he won that green jacket, it validated everything because he had already won a players and now he's married. They just had their first baby. I'm sure he's well into golf course design and vineyard management at this point in his tenure. He's looking at the long-term play. Um, Shit, I don't blame him. I don't think you'll see him. He may play senior tour when he gets older, but I could easily see him retiring and being on like the coast of – Spain, just chilling. Yeah, I don't. What's really the point of playing the senior tour? I mean, I guess if you just love it that much and want to continue competing, but it was and an I'm honor. sure like it's an so, honor as well. It's very it's difficult to get on the course. Um, like they don't allow just any Joe to come. Like oh, Kip and Phil managed to play <laughs> their way through their forties at scratch or sixty eight or you know plus two uh, handicaps. I don't think just any schmo is. A, just a regular out there. Like, I don't think anyone's out allowed to be out there. I got it. I don't know that, though. But it, it seems to be a prestigious club, and it's similar to those athletes that don't know when to hang it up because, you know, you have that competitive drive. Golfers are included in yeah. that. So, But shout-out to our boy. We're excited to see him make a run through the FedEx Cup. We're Number, proud of you, Tiger. We're proud of you. We're proud, And I know that means a lot to you. So if you want to call <laughs> in for next week's episode, don't be shy. We know you won't be playing the Wyndham this weekend. <laughs> All right, so let's dive into Back college college corner. College corner, as y'all know, we are doing a half episodes or what we're going to call full episodes, just part one, part two. Yeah, commuters, you know, something that helps you get through that morning commute or the afternoon commute. This will help you through that. So we broke down the SEC. We laughed at a couple of teams. We called Dan a hunchback. We kind of <laughs> took care of everything we needed to for that conference. We'll be back to the SEC, but today we're going to. Move Let's on to the the tumultuous Big Ten that we touched on earlier. Yep, the Big Ten is um, back in the news. I mean, obviously we talked about Urban last week, but they're in the news for a different reason with Maryland this week. So we felt this would be a perfect time to break it down. Let's talk, even with the mayhem that has ensued with the Big Ten, do we still think Urban Meyer is going to be the is he going to be the head coach? Can they still win it without him being the head coach? They definitely can't win it if he's not the head coach. Uh, and I do believe that they will keep him as the head coach because Ohio State are a bunch of pieces of shit and only care about winning football games. Okay, well, I think we talked a little bit about this last week, and so we won't talk hard yeah, on it today. But, like, they fired, they fired Woody Hayes. They fired fucking Jim Trestle. 
both of those guys are huge fucking powerhouse names. And so Ohio State is bigger than one coach. And I don't want to say that again and again and again, but that's the facts. So, like, you can fire that guy and still be okay. Now, I'm not saying this would be the year you're going to win it, but that's what we're here to dissect this week. Let's talk. I got, I got odds. But when they fired Trestle, they knew they had Urban Meyer in their back pocket. I don't think they, you know... I don't think they have anybody in their back pocket that can come in and, I mean, I'm sure they can hire whoever they want, but I just think that they'd rather not go through that again. I can understand that, but at the same time... And especially when when you have all those fucking people, you know, backing them and showing support, I just think that they... I disagree. uh, I disagree, and this is why. I think they can fire them because you don't want the shit storm that ensues for keeping them. This is not the time that is a friendly atmosphere for anything where it's domestic violence um, backing up things, especially when you have pictures and like Ray Rice and Greg Hardy and excuse me, Ezekiel Elliott. Those are big names that have made a mockery of the wait till it plays out system and then it bites you in the hiney like if there's pictures and other things that come out even more damning after you keep them then you're just totally fucked in the ass so you gotta either just nip it in the bud because your program is so big it's almost like capitalism like or the banking system you know like they're too big to fail Hmm. they'll maybe take a season or two off you know yeah but they're going to be relevant again in 2020. Sure. Yeah. Ohio State's never going to go away. Yeah, it's a pipeline. You know, yeah. so they're fine. So I'd say nick's the motherfucker. And that one, you know, you handle a problem as they arise. But at the same time, you can handle success in the long term a lot easier. Well, uh, we'll see. I mean, it's, it's just in limbo. You know, how much, how much time do they need to figure out what they're going to do? That's a good question. So I think they said two weeks, and that was last week. So by this time, by the time we do next week, Brain Dead episode Tuesday, <laughs> um, we should have an answer. So we'll see if he gets the four game, if he gets nothing, or if he gets shit can. One way or the other, we're going to pump out an episode because we're hard-hitting sports journo guys over here. Nick, I got a question for you. Shoot. If he does get fired, will he get hired Will he retire from coaching, or will somebody else hire him? Um, I th- or we have to go like the small school route, or will a big program hire him? I think you have to call it after that because there was there's obviously like whispers that uh, you know things in Florida weren't handled properly at times. Luckily, he had Jesus Freak at the the helm. Because <laughs> imagine if you had Chris Leak, but obviously with the addition of Tebow, but then Tebow turns out to be. Another Jinko wearing goober, you know, like gangbanger instead of a godly freak, then that guy's ultimately fucked there because yeah. the Hernandez thing and what came to light afterwards about how he was out there shooting people at school. And then the, I mean, everything leading up to that and before that, it seems like he doesn't really put anything above winning, which is a bad way to go into a person's house and say, I want to be a mentor for your son. When obviously you'll do whatever it takes to win, even if it gets your kid to the pros, he may also pull an art brows and slide your you know your kid or your his coach beating his wife or girlfriend. Yeah. So I would say fire him, but that makes me want to ask you about the next coach. 
Maryland had a player die last week because of a heat stroke from, I'm going to call him the strength Nazi. Yeah. I mean, does the head coach have to fall on this sword? Obviously, the strength guy is gone. A huge lawsuit ensues. Everything. But at the same time, if that guy's gone, is he? I mean, is he gone, first off? I think he's got to be. I mean, you're the head coach. A player dies on your watch. That's a, that's yeah. a, a f- should be fireable offense as yes. well. Yes. Yes. And I don't even I don't I don't even know anything about this fucking coach. It's not like he's Urban Meyer where you got a tough decision to make. You know, Maryland sucks at football. Yeah, it's just cut ties and move on. You, you know, you've it's got a bad PR thing from the start. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so then let's talk quickly about this because I follow some hilarious Twitter accounts and I see a couple of them online. They're like, well, assuming the Maryland guy is gone because he didn't bring him to relevance or any sort, who do you bring in? Do you bring in Les Miles? He's to nuts. <laughs> you freeze. I mean, there's some SEC guys. We always make it full circle to SEC. But, it, I mean, is there a – who's – Butch Jones, the, in, the intern? <laughs> Butch mean, Jones, that would be great. Um, I have no idea. I I think honestly, Les Miles would probably think he's above that. I don't think he wants to get it back into coaching that bad, badly to where he would take a lesser job. I think he wants a you know a big name school where he can go out and uh, get the guys he's accustomed to getting. So what happens? If, this is kind of the joke. We I kind of think Les Miles may be done. And I don't know if that's his choice. I think there's not a lot of folks that want to give him an opportunity, which makes me ask Well, smaller schools would, but I don't think he wants to do that. Well, we're not talking fucking Fordham. But, I mean, Maryland's a a relevant school, and the pressure's not too high on the football program because they are, in fact, a basketball school. I mean, that would be a great place to restart. You do have the talent-rich area of the D.C., Baltimore area, which, I mean— and I guess New Jersey, that whole clusterfuck of states up there, they breed some talent, and usually that's Nick Saban land. So if you get an SEC-style recruiter who has put guys in the pros, I was thinking like your Les Miles, your Houston Nuts, your Hugh Freezes would be somebody that you would look into. Sure. I mean, they're all shitty backgrounds. Yeah. Some of them for other reasons than, you know, better reasons or not. But I would think – you look to the conference that has the most success when looking for a head coach. Well, yeah, I mean, this year would, would certainly for Maryland if they fire him, which they should. It'll it, they won't they won't go out and hire someone else right away. It'll be an interim coach, and then next year they'll yeah address I mean, it's that. A, it won't be a 2018 thing, but at yeah. the same time, I don't see any of the three gentlemen we just mentioned taking a 2018 job. So that's cool. Um, but okay, so we got through the tumultuous part of the episode without making any slights or uh, finding ourselves having to edit out anything. <laughs> Let's dive into a little uh, little uh, odds. Who do we have? Uh, last year we tried to predict who would be in the final four. This week we're just trying to harp on who we think is going to beat who over unders on conferences. Who do we think's coming out with you know Urban Meyer? Let's call it an Urban Meyerless. Ohio State team. Who do we think is coming out? Well, I bet everybody's first uh, thought would probably be Michigan, but you know, Shea Patterson, I don't know. He's good, but first year in the system, you know, Michigan lost a lot of guys from last year. I don't think it's going to be them. Uh, Penetration State, I feel like they have a good chance. I feel like they've got a pretty good chance, but honestly, 
and I know this is so boring, I'm kind of thinking Wisconsin because they're just fucking there every year. Steady Eddie, you know, always so making this, a run at the conference. And I, Okay, so I agree with you. They have the second best odds on my book. Obviously, it's uh, Ohio State one, plus 150, but that will change in the coming week, you know, one way or another. Um, Wisconsin's at plus 220. So, Wisconsin is the most boring fucking football I've ever, next to Iowa and Northwestern, which is your 11 o'clock ESPN game <laughs> when we were growing up, you know. Well, actually, you know, the Big Ten country, the Big Ten fans, they like, they like those 11 a.m. games. I mean, if you're, if you win, that's awesome, but otherwise it just shits on your whole Saturday if you lose. If right. You're, I mean, if, you, like you say, a Big Ten fan, that means if, a six-year programs, I mean, but it's like we know, wear our emotions a little bit too much on our shoulders, as they may. If you're a perennial loser like Mississippi State was with Croom, we were like, "Fuck it, we're still partying." <laughs> yeah, you know? but it's like you know, Michigan didn't have a night game ever until like three or four years ago. That's like fucking Wrigley of college football. Yeah. And, I, yeah, I get it. I mean, Texas is one of those schools that also likes to play. Georgia's a big school that likes to play uh, daytime games like they like. And Florida, I mean, I know we're SEC guys. So. <laughs> but, yeah, so th- it's weird. Everything's weird about this conference. But yeah. let's go through a couple of the teams. Iowa, who upset some big names last year. I think they ended up going. They beat the-, the fuck out of Ohio State. And they beat Michigan by, or was that two years ago they beat Michigan by a field goal? I'm not sure. Either way, yeah, they beat the piss out of Ohio State. So they are ranked, they're at plus 1,500, but the top five round out as such. Ohio State plus 150, Wisconsin 220, Michigan 300, Penetration State 350, and then a Molestation State at 650. <laughs> We're going to leave it those names because they don't, des- it's kind of like the Washington Redskins who don't deserve to be called by their name. We're not going to refer to their college team names for that for the whole season (laughs) so odds on who do you think you're going to take wisconsin at plus 220 yeah because they do have that nice grab on me (laughs) um they do have that easy their half of the conference um they have scott frost this year obviously will be a little bit different nebraska team than since they've gotten there they've been limping yeah, I mean, Scott Frost can work some magic, but I don't think he's just going to do an instant turnaround for Nebraska. True, true. And I, I don't, couldn't tell you if they were 4-8 and eight or fucking 8-4 and four last year, but I could tell you that, I mean, they haven't been what Nebraska has expected, especially when they have sellout fucking spring games year well, after Nebraska's year. basically been off the map for the last 15 years. Crouch? I mean, I could argue 20 years. What the? Well, they played in the natty against Miami in like two – the year before Miami lost, remember when Miami was just dominant as fuck? They, Larry Coker before, after yeah, Butch Davis? They, um, they lost to Ohio State, but the year before they had beaten... Um, I remember them beating Peyton. No, no, no. They, they Nebraska the fluked their fucking way into the national championship. As a matter of fact, they got their asses kicked by CU... Uh, on Thanksgiving weekend, I was here for that game. I went to that game, um, and Nebraska was number one in the country. They got their asses completely handed to them by Colorado, and then that was when the BCS was just first coming out, and they didn't know what the fuck they were doing, and Nebraska still made it into the natty against Miami, and they got their asses kicked again. So that was the year after Miami lost to Ohio State? No, the year before. Because, no, I thought Butch Davis left 
Miami. Miami after. was going for two straight against Ohio State. Oh, were they with Butch and then yeah. they lost? No, that? no, with Coker. No, because Coker didn't take the jump till Butch Davis left. That's when he won it. Coker won a Natty and then lost the following year in the Natty. Okay, okay, my bad. So then Butch actually left before they even had that success. They just had highly touted athletes. Yeah, he had recruited all those guys. Ray and Ed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ed Dorsey, uh, Ed Reed, Dorsey, all mm-hmm. those boys. Uh, Willis, shout out. <laughs> Pour out, shout out to our boy Gore. Um, Frank Gore, friend of the program. Still playing in the NFL. And he's playing dark. for Miami this year. Yeah. So he's a friend of the program. We're going to give him a holler. <laughs> but um, what's it called? So I like your pick of Wisconsin. You know, we'll see if they, they always kind of get butt fucked one or, good t- one or two good times. And usually it's in like the Big Ten Championship. And for some reason, I guess because they're boring and because they have an easier schedule, they lose one game. They don't get the benefit of the doubt like. You know, your Bamas and your other powerhouses, you know, because if if they're undefeated going into whatever week and then they lose, they're going to doesn't matter who they lose to. They're going to drop 10 spots. Yeah, because it's like that one loss is detrimental, usually because it comes to someone like motherfucking Purdue. But yeah, I agree with you. So we'll probably end up seeing Wisconsin in the uh, Big Ten championship, but I think they're going to lose to Penetration State. I'm going to take Mick Sorley. I don't think he's a pro quarterback. Like, he's going to translate as well as Hackenberg did. But I feel that the replacement for Barkley, I'm escaping his name now, but Jomo, my dog's head coach, uh, he brought down Charles Huff as well. We've never been a recruiting team, you know, school. And so they've been able to attract folks to start, which, you know, is sometimes hard to do. Um, so I feel like these guys know what the fuck they were doing when they even had a huge program like Penn State. So I don't feel like the stable's too barren after Saquon goes top three and then McSorley's a little bit older. I'm expecting Penn State to be strong again under James Franklin. And hopefully they don't skip too big of a beat with Jomo gone, but I want them to skip a little bit of a beat so <laughs> I know that, you know, they, they're missing them. Yeah. Some so I'm taking Penn State. I don't really have much else. I don't. Do we want to go all the way to the bottom and talk about Lovey Smith? Remember him? He's a coach of Illinois. Probably his last year. I don't think they've won since he's been there. Yeah, no, I couldn't care less. I don't want to talk about that shit. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I don't even want to talk about the top nine and a half teams. Um, we could talk about Purdue. For some reason, I had a hard on for them last year. I was they So they kept their coach. <laughs> their coach um, was they tried to draw him away at Tennessee, Brom. Oh, yeah. The guy that took the huge concussion in the XFL was, like, bleeding out of his ear. <laughs> that motherfucker was like, no, let me stay in the game. He's the coach at Purdue, and he shot down Tennessee, which is hilarious. I mean, that school is just a dumpster fire. Yeah, we uh, we obviously revel in the fact of uh, all Tennessee's failures. And I'm not really sure why, but it's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been successful in, our, in our dragging them down to our level. So we'll take it. We'll take it. But uh, does that wrap up this week's College Corner? We broke down the Big Ten. We picked our winners. And we got to uh, shit on a couple coaches that are still human piles of garbage. Yeah. I think that's uh, that'll cover the Big Ten for this week. And um, TBD, what uh, conference we discuss next week. But it uh, this was a solid College Corner. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so tune in tomorrow for the NFL. What do we call it? Pro Day. Pro Day. So we're, last week we did shittiest, or what, who we expect to be the worst teams. This week we have a couple injury bugs that got bit, so we'll dive into that. And then we're going to probably talk a little bit of fantasy uh, 
fantasy running backs. Excuse me. So um, don't forget, we're doing that on basis of our friendship with Thrive Fantasy. Go to the Hash Sports website, click on the Thrive Fantasy app, and uh, follow the route. Log in, sign, uh, I guess sign up for a couple bucks, get a kickback, and let's start making some dough together. Yes, sir. Dominate. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Phil, until tomorrow, we will say goodbye and go Tigers. Hail State. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.